Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing good. It's uh, always a pleasure to spend time with you. And um, my day is uh, much better because we're yeah. recording together. Same here. This is this is podcast 86. Yeah. Can you believe that? It's crazy. We're going to hit 100 uh, here. Uh, yeah. Months. It's really we should wild. do something special. We should have like the greatest hits or something for the hundredth podcast, Thank most you. quotable lines. Or we could finally reveal that blooper reel that only you and I know about that uh, would be interesting <laughs> for everybody. So today, uh, today's topic, I think, again, just critical because uh, you're talking about leadership resilience, not the ability to lead, the ability to continue leading. Yeah. In spite of circumstances and changes and broken promises and shattered dreams and serving, 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 it's tough. So we look forward to hearing about this. Take it away. So, Jim, I've been hearing uh, from quite a few leaders over the last uh, month or so who are they're hanging in there, you know, yeah. but but by a thread. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're 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 on the last uh, their last piece of rope uh, that they're yeah. hanging on to. So I think it would be good for us to talk today about some practical ways leaders can develop resilience. You know, I love that word resilient. It, 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 it's defined this way as, as being capable of withstanding shock without permanent rupture. <laughs> wow. I love that, right? Yeah, it is. It's a great picture. That's why I'm laughing. Like I yeah. totally get that. And yeah. it really speaks to the ability to bounce back. Yeah. You know, cause uh, yeah. Of life and the world and, and the church has thrown a lot at leaders and, uh, and, and there's been many leaders uh, that have been knocked down. Yeah. And um, the, the ones who, who make it, the ones that figure out how do I, how do I get myself back up yeah. and keep moving forward? So uh, I, I put together three things I think will help yeah. uh, leaders bounce back in yeah. these most difficult of times. You know, here in Michigan, where we live, Jim, it has really been a tough month. Um, yeah. with a surge of COVID and its impact on our churches. We know other states in the country are, are experiencing similar things. But here's some good news, Jim, that there are states where we have clients and friends where the virus has really subsided. And here's yes. the beautiful thing. They are telling us, man, people are coming back in droves. They're oh, swarming yes. us. Now, now yeah. not all of the same people. Yeah, There are some people who... <laughs> aren't coming back, but they've been replaced in the sense of new families and new people. And it's, it's so encouraging. So I want our pastors in the States where the virus has just been awful to, to realize that there is a day coming, I believe, yeah. where this thing will settle down and, and there are going to be people who are desperate yeah. to experience Jesus uh, in the gatherings that you have. That's, I, I love that encouragement. And again, we were talking about this earlier. This isn't a theory. Th these are testimonies. These are stories of churches that weathered the storm, maybe, maybe not quite as long as we have, but maybe that plays to our advantage as well, right? The longer, you know, the, the farther down we press a spring, the higher it jumps when, the, when it's released. And I, I agree. I think the best days are, are very much so potentially in front of us. I think so. Yeah. 
So yeah. give, us, give us your, your thoughts here. What, what do we do to hang in there until that day? Okay, so all, of, all three of these are going to be well-dust statements. Yes. <laughs> Here's the first one. Go deeper in your yeah. walk with God. Um, challenging times call for forcing our roots deeper yes. into Christ. Um, Jim, we're not pastors first who happen to love God. Yeah. We're lovers of God first who happen to pastor. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And if we want resilience in our lives as leaders, that ability to bounce back, that ability to absorb a shock and not rupture, um, having meaningful times of connection with the Lord on a consistent basis is part of the puzzle that will help you develop resilience yeah that's good I, it's funny sometimes we think of faith as almost like uh, what the star wars would call the force yeah it, it, we don't know where it comes from it's it's everywhere it's nowhere at the same time but it's not faith is trusting a person right that that's right. our faith comes from a relationship with the one who's faithful so if that slips then lies have a lot more they seem a lot realer than they really are right yeah. and that, and what that, i've been observing jim what i've been observing just you know as a as a, a friend and a, and a mentor, uh, as we help uh, churches and pastors, is that for the, the pandemic has slowed some of them down, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had, and they've taken advantage of that extra time yeah. to spend with Jesus. Now, for other leaders, the pandemic has sped them up. Yeah. And often one of the first things to go in the life of a leader, unfortunately, are those alone moments with the most mm -hmm. resilient person ever. Right. Father God. Yeah. And so if I could encourage you, if you, you want that ability to bounce back, you want to grow, um, go deeper in your walk with God. It will help you develop resilience like nothing else. Right. Literally like nothing else. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about roots and things. And I, I know we've made the analogy that so I, a couple of guys last week were saying, I'm really discouraged. I don't think I can do it any longer. Right. And I, and what I encouraged them with was, Hey, you're, we're, we're farmers, but there's a drought, but what the dirt's still there, the seed's still there, the plow's still there, you're still there, but it's just, isn't necessarily the season where we see a lot of what we would normally call success or growth. And it's okay because it's going to rain, but I know in a, in a season of drought, um, that's what plants do. They put all their energy into the roots there. Yeah. They have to get deep. That's where the water is. That's where the nutrients are. They grow their root base because that's really what they need. Fruit, fruit is put on hold for the survival of the plant. Roots are what happens. And then when it does rain, the, the fruitfulness is, is abundant because the root system is so strong. Yeah, I, I think Jesus addresses that, right? In Luke chapter six, he says, you know, that uh, uh, man who hears my words. Yeah. And you got to be close to him to hear his words yeah. and puts them into practice yeah. is like, a man who dug down deep. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and the storm came and blew, but the house didn't collapse because right. he went deeper. And that's, so I think there's not only, obviously there's a lot of scripture that supports that. Our personal experience also supports that. Yeah. That when we go deeper, it helps us to bounce back. Yeah. So that's the first, that's the first thing, Jim. Um, second one is to run smarter. Yeah, good. Um, it's hard to be resilient when you're exhausted. Yeah. Physically or mentally or even emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Resilience is built over time. 
over a long period of time by leaders who steward their physical, mental, and emotional resources with great care. Jim, nobody's responsible for my emotional health but me. Yeah. That's a good, could you say that again? Because I think everybody needs to hear that. Nobody is responsible for my emotional well-being than me. I yeah. own the stewardship of that 100%. Yeah. And so it's up to me to figure out a pathway. And we do this with pastors all the time. I mean, all the time we're talking about this, uh, a pathway to do this smart kind of running. Uh, so here's some things we, we encourage them to do. You know, punch out at a reasonable time on those evenings you have no church-related events. You know, be, <laughs> be reasonable, right? Yeah. yeah. Guard your day off like your life depended on it because in many ways your life does depend on it. Yeah. Right. The quality of your life, you know, the length yeah. of your leadership run. Um, running smarter means um, if you don't know how to do that, and I, you know, Jim, as a 30 something, I didn't, yeah. uh, I was a lead pastor of a growing church. I was a workaholic. Yeah. I have four young uh, kids, uh, children, young boys. and I did have, I had no idea, Jim, how to pivot yeah. from all of that to moments of caring for myself. So I needed a counselor. I needed a coach to help me figure that out. And I think a lot of times we just need that that dispassionate yeah. second voice, right? Who can listen yeah. to us and say, hey, here's a few ideas. Look, the better you take care of your personal re resources, your personal health, the better shot you have at being able to bounce back. Right, right. Yeah, that resilience, right? That ability to take a blow and not rupture. That, you know, if you're emotionally drained, and, and that, that last person who has that last bit of, you know, what they call advice that really is more criticism and, and you just, you just blow. And, and we, we both know, right. Cause we've been there yeah. you know, being, being sad or being tired, or it's not, not the same when, when that moment hits, when that last straw hits that camel's back, you don't take a nap and you're okay. You, you don't watch a movie with your wife and you're okay. Right. It's, it's a long road back to it's feeling really alive again. And I, and I, I, you know, because of, uh, I'm not, not nearly the experience you had, but the burnout, the three burnouts that I've had as a pastor, um, the last one was, I, you know, I bounced back when I was younger. I didn't bounce back the, the, the seven years ago. And I, I am so, I am so cautious that when I see any little light on the dashboard of my soul, right. I just assume the next one's red and I blow up my engine and, you know, I, I stop immediately. I put oil in the, in the car, I put windshield wiper foot, whatever it is. Because it, it was so costly and took so long and caught, I mean, the people around me really had to pay for my lack of wisdom, foolishness of not caring for myself. And here's the beauty, Jim, is that you don't have to pay attention to 60 signals on the dashboard. Yeah. To run smarter. Yeah. You probably have to pay attention to four or five. Right. Right. And Name uh, what are the ones you're thinking of? Uh, I think your pace yeah. is, is the first thing looking at your schedule. Yeah. Uh, two is your friendships. Yep. You know, are, are you, are you nurturing those friendships that replenish you? Uh, I think of things like, um, exercise, yep. are, is your body moving? Are you, are yep. you, are, are you taking care of your sleep and guarding mm -hmm. that, uh, with care? So these are some of the dashboards. I was just mm -hmm. talking with somebody yesterday who said, you know, John, I've been experiencing a little dip, you know? And so we, we dug into that yeah. and, you know, 
he was he was misfiring in three of those four areas. There you go. And it yeah. and so it it just comes back to these simple. Now they're not simple when you don't know them, right? Right. Yeah. But you can acquire that ability to to read the dashboard, and it yes. can Jim. It can even be intuitive. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm butting up. I'm butting up against some problems here. Let me take a step back and evaluate. So that's yeah. that's the second piece of resilience is running. Yeah. Good. And you you mentioned the third one already in talking about people. We yeah. to be healthy, we need to be with healthy people. We, we need to yeah. be a part of each other's lives. We need friends. We, so reach into that one. What do, you, what do you mean by this third one? Reach wider. So I think resilience grows in the company of friends yeah. who both encourage you and challenge you. Yeah. Um, I love resi- resilience leaks in two ways. Either we're isolated or the only people we're ever around are people who take from us. Yeah. <laughs> and and the yeah. pandemic has made it especially challenging to reach wider, Jim. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and I've observed some leaders who have used the pandemic as an excuse to stay in, to hibernate, yeah. stay away from people. COVID has required us to get creative with this third piece of resilience. Yeah. You know, I've had, I've been on more phone calls, Zoom calls, meeting people outside, you know, with distance than I have in my entire life, this last 14 months. And, uh, and those mechanisms, you know, the phone, Zoom, they don't do for your brain what eyeball to eyeball does. Yes. But they're better than nothing. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, look, if you want to bounce back, you won't do it by yourself. You need to groom and, and, and groom's not the right word. Yeah, be prepared for, right? Have, have at hand. Right, you need yeah. to nurture and plant seeds yeah. Yeah. Uh, with those people that you know love you enough to tell you the truth, Yeah. to, to encourage you when you need it, to hold you accountable. So those are, Jim, those are the three, the three pieces of yeah. resilience. And I think we need it today. It, the, the times are calling for it. Yes. And, and I think this is a pathway that will probably will get us there. Yeah. You know, we were, we were talking kind of between podcasts about this one and I had an experience that, that is a lot like what we're experiencing today as leaders. And that is when I was in uh, basic training, they, they're always increasing the amount of stress or physical stress or mental stress, emotional stress to, to break people. They, they want you to find that you're not you have a lot more strength than you realize. They want to really develop that strength. And they want to, frankly, weed out those that, that would quit because you don't want to be next to somebody that's just there for the college money when somebody starts shooting at you. So they would run us out. And they don't say, now mentally prepare, boys. We ran four miles yesterday. We're going to run six miles today. Now that's that's 50% far. There was none of that. They just said, you know, double time hearts and you, you took off running. And they start chanting. You have no idea how far you're going. Nobody does. And, uh, but once you went past a certain place, you'd never been before something goes, man, I remember how hard it was when I got here to get back. And every step is now two steps. And, you know, now you're three steps and now it's six steps. Now you're 20 steps. It's 40 steps back. And then finally they would turn around. Like you say, okay, all right. Now mentally, I know how far it is back to where I started from. And then sometimes it was the meanest thing in the world, but they would run you right past the barracks, right where you thought was the finish line. It wasn't the finish line. And as you passed it, it was a brand new starting line. 
And I watched as, as myself and others, about 50% of the people that would fall out, they, they couldn't keep up with the formation that was running. That's where they did it. It was in the first block after that disappointment, after that false ending. And so we had to learn how to, how to get, you know, I, I can run that far, but I, but my heart is telling, my head's telling my heart, my legs are listening to this other part of me. So what, what I did is don't, don't worry about every step back, just make it to that tree, just make it to that street sign. Yeah. Just make it five more steps, count them up and then celebrate that tree, celebrate that sign. And I, I think as a community, you know, our, our friends taking care of ourselves, knowing that we don't yet quite know where the finish line is. I think I've said, like many have said, just another few weeks, guys, and we're you know, one day closer. Now it's like, I don't say one day closer. People slap you for that. It's like, yeah. consider it all joy, my brother. And, you know, they want to slap you when you quote that. So yeah. I, I would just say to, to people the same thing, like just prepare for the long run. Be encouraging of those that you see fading in the formation. Make it to the next tree. Make it to the next day. Make it to the next Sunday. And celebrate those because in that celebration of going deeper, you know, being resilient, doing it in community. When we come out the other side of this thing, you, you realize how strong we're becoming in yeah. this? It's, it's I, I don't think we really, make I don't it, it be the same. I don't think we totally realize how strong it's, it's making us. Yeah. Um, I think we'll find that. I think we'll, we'll look back and say, wow. Yeah. This well, was here, a growth year. I did this the other day with some leaders. The, here, I'll tell you how much stronger you've gotten. Remember how hard Y2K was? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Y2K would be spring break today Correct. compared to what we've been through. That's it was right. hard. You know, and I, and I don't mean to demean 9-11 with all the sacrifices and things, but right. but 9-11 was an event that we, we thought about for a while. Um, this has been our life day in, day out. So we are getting stronger. If yep. we'd have started instead of 9-11 with this and other generations, World War II, the Depression, we're not the first people to be here needing God. So we'll, we'll make it through just like grandma and grandpa made it through. If yep. we hold on to the same thing grandma and grandpa held on to, which is God, their community, their faith, and we'll come out the other side. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks, John. Great talk. I, this, this one, bless my soul. And yeah, they all do. But uh, if people want to have a conversation with you about, I don't have any friends or mm-hmm. it's gone beyond me being honest with people. I actually need, I need that second voice you're talking about. How would they get a hold of you? Yeah, it's real easy, Jim. Just go to our website, convergecoach.com. There's a link uh, that says contact and yeah. you click on that, fill out a little form and that, uh, uh, that gets you into our queue for a 30 minute free conversation. And, uh, you know, hopefully that, that, that conversation will get you moving in a, in a good direction. Well, what you called, uh, well, duh, we call, oh, wow. So thank you. Thank you for the, oh, wow, the truth, right? Truth is truth. So God bless you. Our dear listeners and watchers. Thanks so much for being a part of this, this, uh, broadcast again, because it's, we do it for you. We're glad that you're here. Hope it blesses you, your family, your staff, your children, the generations to follow you. And uh, we're praying for you, rooting for you, cheering you on as you continue to lead from the life.